Welcome to On The Way, a podcast to help you make a meaningful connection with Jesus every day in the midst of your day-to-day. Today on the podcast, we've got an interview reflecting on what it's like to experience the Holy Spirit. Hope you enjoy. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. It's one of the songs we sing on Sunday morning. But who is the Holy Spirit? What does he mean to us? How do we connect with him? Rich Coker is here in our makeshift studio to help us answer some of these questions. Say hi, Rich. Hi. Thanks for coming in this morning. Uh, I know uh, this has been a pretty crazy week. You had the boys on Wednesday with uh, no school. That's right. And what did you guys end up doing? Uh, you know, we had we had fun, actually. We went to the strawberry farm there at Phillips, right off of 55 there, and just uh, had lunch with my uh, my mom and my dad. Awesome. Awesome. And picked some strawberries, got some um, stuff for breakfast smoothies and deliciousness. Oh, you bet. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. You know, that's going to be an early experience that your kids have had with you, one of thousands that are really going to shape when they later talk about what was it like to be around your dad as a kid. They're going to say, oh, well, you know, we had days where we went strawberry picking, days where we went and, you know, went to the museum. We had days where he got up early and made us breakfast. Uh, Those early experiences with people really shape our understandings of them. Could you share some of your early experiences of the Holy Spirit? Uh, Well... I'm a person that's that likes to that likes to discover. I, you know, I remember my early one of my earliest memories. I, I think was when I was, uh, you know, probably fourth, uh, fifth grade, and, and there was this creek that's right behind my my grandmother's place, and I'd be you know one of the one of the first ones that would suggest, hey, why, why don't we go and explore this creek, or why don't we go and you know have a game or, or some some fantasy, something that. Would really get us to play and, and interact, and, and I'd, I'd cross over these these pieces of brush and, and go underneath this 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 rain uh, storm drainage thing, and and I would I'd go in there. But to me, it was it was another place, and it was um, it was invite like it was inviting me to just explore. Yeah, yeah. So so you're uh, fourth grader, fifth grader. You're exploring that creek behind your grandmother's house. Um, that spirit of exploration, uh, how did God enter into that? How did the Holy Spirit enter into that um, experience for you? Uh, well, uh, quite a few ways. It was people. I mean, we, we went to church, you know, as usual on Sundays. And I think it was just, it, it was being around people who you knew uh, had had a connection, had a relationship with God. And, and um and as I grew up, I started to see that that they there's something to this. There's something to this, and I wanted to be. I, I just wanted that. There's there's something to God that I I couldn't box up, but you know he's he's somebody that wants me on the journey. So not not a, a God who is distant in the sky, not a God who is buried in the past. But a God who's present with you, you know, when you were a kid, when you were a teenager, who's present with you now. Right. What are some ways that you currently experience the Holy Spirit? You know, I, I mean, other than playing or, you know, worshiping like, on my like own playing or music? playing music, yeah. yes, uh-huh. on it. And 
I, I love reading. I love hearing the radio. I love hearing the radio. I, you know, I think it's just those alone moments with me, and that's how I that's how I connect with God a lot. Uh, I take walks. I'll jog. You know, I, I love engaging conversations, and I, I can I can see and I can hear um, what the Spirit is saying in the moments that pass me. So. I, you know, I think that's really helpful because sometimes people have this perspective on the Holy Spirit that says, I can only encounter the Holy Spirit in unusual moments or in intense times or in strange places. But this idea of you taking a walk in your neighborhood and the Spirit speaking to you or you playing your guitar in your living room and the Spirit interacting with you, this idea that God is closer to us than we think is one that is really helpful for us. It's been one that's been really helpful for me. I, I, I don't know why I developed this early childhood picture of God is available in sacred places instead mm-hmm. of God is available everywhere. But I think encountering the Holy Spirit for me personally has been something that's helped me move beyond that. You know, I wonder, could you share a little bit about uh, hesitancy of engaging the spirit. You've been in ministry for a long time. You've been actually, why don't we, why don't we talk about that for a minute just to help people get a little bit more background on you? Could, could we do that? Would that be okay? Sure. sure. Tell us a little bit about kind of what you did before you came to Chatham County and uh, what ministry has looked like for you over the years. Well, uh, from Oklahoma, you know, went to Phoenix, uh, Bible college, and then I went on to um, pastor a church there at a place called Chanto, Arizona. And I, I was pastoring there for over 14 years. I, I, I am an ordained pastor with a charismatic background and in um, an a, a organization. But, and I, we moved here because of I'm on sabbatical, or at least, I, at least I'm coming out of it. I, because part of it is that, but it's also helping to take care of my dad who presently is dealing and battling with cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So we we can talk more about how God's been meeting you in the midst of your dad's experience with cancer. Before we do that, I'd, I'd love to circle back to your time in Shanto because you know, and and we've had some conversations about this, but your ministry there was not just a ministry of preaching and leading Bible studies, but you also were serving in the community, you also were looking for ways to build partnerships across different churches and ministries? Well, it was multifaceted, uh, definitely. You know, we, we did, um, I mean, from intercession, uh, there, was, there was some prophetic direction that we were doing. Uh, well, can you break and, that down? What is prophetic direction for folks who might not be familiar with that? In our area, we were doing prophetic intercession, prayer strategies. Uh, we were implementing uh, apostolic concepts and uh, ministry leadership uh, directions and helping other other churches as we came together, uh, we, we started to almost become really take on this identity of as one church uh, to really reach and impact our community at Shanto. Yeah, so so collaborating, partnering right. Right. instead of competing with each other. Right, seeing these other churches as engaged in the same mission. You know, that's one of the things in Ephesians. Paul goes on this little jag where he talks about. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one mm. God and Father of all, who's over all and in all and through all. And he talks about one spirit. 
and and that unification of, of the churches around the common spirit of Jesus Christ is a very powerful thing when it happens. So, so the spirit's presence wasn't just there when you're doing prophetic intercession and you're you're and you know what that is for folks who may not be familiar with prophetic intercession. And Rich, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. Is is okay? So I'm praying for someone who's there in the room with me, and I'm asking the Spirit to tell me how I should pray for them to guide my prayer instead of just praying the stuff that is bubbling on the surface of my mind and the sort of associations I have with them, but allowing the Holy Spirit to, to really steer the the ship of the intercession. Is that, is that right? Is that? Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, because I, I think that there's this, there needs to be this, this element about, you know, uh, bringing out your, your uniqueness and, and really seeing uh, the evidence that God is using you and your gifts yeah, and, and the Spirit who dwells inside us knows us better than anyone else and knows exactly what it is that we have to bring to the world. And He can bring that up to the surface in a way that no one else can. You know, that no, no pastor, no teacher, no motivational coach. I've had times when doing prophetic intercession where I felt like I've gotten a gift from the Spirit into, not just into myself, but into someone else. Like a like a prophetic insight, a word of knowledge. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that sometimes can happen. Have you ever had that experience? You have any stories yes. about that? Uh, yes, I have. I, I've, I have quite a few, actually. But I think the I, I tend to look for for what works for me is I look for these small windows uh, of the Holy Spirit, and and I've learned that. You know, acknowledging my own intimidation and acknowledging that, you know, afraid to step out. But just knowing that I can see these windows, uh, you know, windows of opportunities. Or, But when I talk about windows of the Holy Spirit, what I'm talking about is that when you see them, you jump through those windows. And, and, and you see where this goes. Because there, there is a place, there is a, a God-desired result that, that, um, that He has in mind. And you'll surprise yourself of what you can do for Him. Could you give me an example of one of those windows that you've encountered in the past? Besides uh, being in prayer lines and healing lines and, and just, you know, everybody, it's different for everybody when they come up to you and you, you, you know, you're, you're waiting to hear a specific word for somebody or, you know, how to pray for them right there in the moment. And But one in particular, um, if we have a little time, I can describe this 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 interesting experience i was uh one night i get this call for somebody that was gonna somebody that was uh basically on their deathbed and mm-hmm. they were a meth addict they took way too much too much of the wrong thing and 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 um you know she was like 18 19 years old and her name situation. is pamela toledo and and i remember um her family called me and told me to come over, and 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 it, what was unique about it was was that um, well, one I didn't want to do it because it was you know getting later, and I wanted to sleep, and mm-hmm. but it just wouldn't. I couldn't shake this. I couldn't shake it, and so I, I I got up and I and I went anyway, and I go there, and I found out that she wasn't there. She's at the hospital, and and we're we're two hours away from where that was, and so what what happened was is that they gave me this this old uh, tape recorder, 
and it was yellow or it was I mean, it was old. It was vintage. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. could put it on eBay. You know, yeah. But yeah. I, uh-huh. <laughs> but I remember, um, I remember, I had to sit there and I had to uh, record uh, a message for her. And and I, I went outside and I said, you know, Lord, uh, you know, I'm admitting to you. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. But I'm here and I'm willing. And um, you know, you need to help me. So I went back in there after praying and. And I, um, I gave this message. I gave a word of knowledge to her, to her through it, and um, you know she's hearing this from a stranger too. You have to keep that in mind. So she's, she's never met you. She just never know met you. me. No. Yeah, and she's in a hospital two hours away right. on her deathbed. And and she's uh, and I've never seen her either. And but and so I have this in my mind that she's going to be holding this and she's going to be listening to my voice. So I, I spoke on there. Gave a word of knowledge, and, and I and I led her to the Lord in this tape recorder, and wow. and I gave it uh, to the family, and, and I you know I, I I went back to my truck, you know, or and, and just praying that that attempt, as as feeble as what I thought it was, um, that it would make this impact on somebody, especially her, and so that tape recorder was taken back to her, and she listened to it, and she was encouraged, and she uh, she got saved. And, wow. and wow. a couple of days later, she passed away. Okay. And it wasn't like, uh, I think a few weeks later after that, I read her obituary. And uh, and I, I and I was just taken aback about how young of a life that she, she I mean, she didn't even really start living, living just yet. She yeah. was that young. So it, you know, if I were to pull a couple of different threads sure. out of that. Um, so she made perhaps some bad decisions that put her in a bad place. Uh, and yet the spirit still wasn't done with her. Right. right, God, right yeah. yeah. God hadn't given up on her and God was going to, to get a message to her one way or another. I mean, what did it feel like to be the person who God used in that moment? I mean, was there fear? Did you feel honored? Did you feel overwhelmed? Did you feel, Yep, that's another Tuesday. <laughs> you know, like, like, how did you feel? No, no you know what? I, I felt blown away because that's that's how good our that's how good our God is. That's how good our God is, and I and I, I believe that that's what God wants to do with with all of us. That he he wants to show that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think as we engage in spiritual disciplines, a lot of times we focus on what it is that we are having to do or trying to do or needing to do in order to to make a connection with God possible and and something you know that stands out to me from that from your story is that that God's doing a lot of things in there to make a connection possible for that young woman yeah you know, so so he's so he is getting the invitation to you he is getting you a means of communication with her. He is getting someone to drive that tape recorder two hours off of, you know, you know, out of Shanto to wherever the hospital was. He's he's generating an openness inside of her to receive your word of encouragement, your word of knowledge, your 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 invitation to follow Jesus. And, and and in the midst of all of that, God is very, very active. It's one of the things that actually in the New Testament you see with the Holy Spirit is that the Spirit is is 
active. He he's not passive. He's not trapped in a box waiting on us. He's out doing stuff. That's that that apostolic power is you you see the apostles almost trying to keep up with the spirit mm. so it's like yeah. you know keep in step with the spirit is is not like slow down so that the spirit you know you're not leaving the spirit behind sometimes it's like you you better speed up because the spirit is is going what are some scriptures about the spirit that are particularly meaningful for you well you know there's there's quite a few but you know for me you know, Jeremiah 33, verse 3 is really something like a, it's almost like a life theme for me mm-hmm. because it, it says, it's this invitation that God is speaking to us and he says, he says, call, call to me, call to me and I, and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, and I take that as my life theme. I'm constantly asking that, constantly asking that. And then later uh, some other verses, you know, Jesus speaks and he says, you know, how much more will I give the Holy Spirit to those who ask me? Yes, yes. Keep asking. Yeah. A, a good father gives good gifts to his kids. How much more will Jesus give the Holy Spirit? So it's like, you know, you imagine that the best gift that your kids could ask for, biggest gift, maybe not, maybe not best, biggest either the Nintendo Switch. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what, what sort of thing your kids are like. You know, my kids want iPads or, you know, right. it's like, you know, God gives us something even better than that in giving us the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I, I um, when I look at the Holy Spirit, I, I look at him like, you know, he is my, he is my friend. He is somebody that's more closer to me than I think, uh, than how I feel or whatever my moment. Uh, he's there and I want to have a rich fellowship with him. I, I, I thought of Colossians 1 last night about how, uh, out of all these things that they were, that, that the writer was saying about the people in Colossus, you know, he said, I've heard about your faith. I've, I've, we've, we've heard about your love for people. And, and through our, through Epaphras, our, our faithful, you know, he's a faithful minister and servant. And, but, but there's the last part right before they get into, uh, the prayer there. But he says, I've also heard of your love in the spirit. Hmm. Okay. I've, I've never caught that before. What do you think the difference between love and love in the spirit is or or why add that in the spirit in there what what do you think just just your intuition what's your hunch as to what paul's getting at there uh, love what he's saying love what he's doing you know because it's 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 going to be for you anyway and um i i thought of a recent podcast with somebody that that had mentioned their their chicken coop that was tamsy and she said she said, uh, "What interesting thing is he going to show me at the chicken coop?" Yeah, and yeah. that's every day. You know, that's not you know some that's not like some huge feat like we always hear about, like or or that it has to be some some huge major thing, but that he's somebody that's every day yeah. in our everyday life, everyday thing. Well, and that conviction that he is present every day, active every day, is where. Per- perhaps the contemplative stream of spirituality and the charismatic stream of spirituality right. overlap, right? Because the, both, both the contemplative and the charismatic have the conviction that the spirit is present and active now. That's right. And, and you can encounter God now here in a cup of coffee 
and the breeze and the sunlight and a conversation with a friend that, that the spirit is here. And, and, you know, as Francis Schaeffer said, he's here and he is not silent. Um, I, I want us to close by uh, maybe having some dialogue or, or at least I'd, I'd love to hear how your relationship with the spirit is, um, is impacting or being impacted by your experience of walking with your parents through your dad's journey of cancer. You, you started the cancer compassion ministry here at the church uh, That's right. a little over a year ago. Yes. A, yes. A year, so last summer, last, summer. last spring, last summer. So, so you've been not only walking personally with your family, but also in a ministry context, you know, with um, John Christensen and Steve Wexler and, you know, some folks who've been processing their own cancer journey. Um, what, what's it been like for you? How has the spirit affected this experience for you? And how is this time with your dad, with your mom, how's it affecting your relationship with the spirit? You know, um, I thought of this, you know, I, I remember a question that uh, I, I read from a Francis Chan book and he said, you know, what, what right now are, are you, what's requiring you right now in this moment that that's, I mean, what is requiring you to rely on the Holy Spirit Oh yeah, in this yeah. moment, you know, and, and I think about, you know, well, I'm relying on him that I don't lose it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm relying on him that I can be strong for my family and that um, I'm relying on him that um, that I can just, you know, that, that I can be a constant, that I can be there for my dad and, and, and be there in that moment in cancer, uh, cancer, cancer compassion group. And we, we have these engaging conversations, you know, it, it so many times, um, it's just, you know, so many times, Steve, it's, it's really, there's so much laughter in that room. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's so much laughter. A surprising amount of laughter. Yes. Right. Occasionally I'll be in here working while you guys are in meetings and I'll hear just like sounds of joy in there. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's actually one of the things that has, has surprised me the most in my own experiences of, of medical strain, family medical strain is those moments, those little pockets of joy, which, which I, I credit to the spirit being present and active as you know, God, God is willing to give us joy, laughter, human connection, even in the midst of the hardest times. I'm looking forward to, um, you know, I, I, I look forward when I meet with people. I, you know, whether whether it's a ministry context or a group or a church or small group or, or just, you know, meeting for coffee because, you know, you just learn to look for what the Holy Spirit is, is doing. What does he want to do? What is he saying? Because he's speaking all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there is, I, I feel like that's a core practice in spiritual direction is identifying how the spirit is working in the life of the person whom you're trying to love and serve and then leaning into that, whatever that is. And that's something that you're, you're a very strong person and you have a lot of people who depend on you and to have 
the spirit's guidance as to where to lend your strength is, is very beautiful because, you know, there are a ton of people who will take your strength, right? Who, right. who will take, you know, you, Oh, you've got strength. Yeah. Go for it. Do this, do that, do this, do that. Especially, you know, in ministry, but it's not just true when you're in ministry, this, this, uh, constant demand without discernment right and the spirit giving you discernment has has i I think from watching just as a an outside observer i see the way you serve your family i see the way you are are serving not only your parents and your sisters but also your wife and your children and i see the ways the spirit is using you to hold people up you know you know kind of they're sitting like moses you know, your dad is sitting like Moses, his hands raised in the battle, trying to keep his faith to the end. And, and you're there holding his hands up, you know, your mom, your mom's there too. And you know, it's, it's, it's a real joy and a delight to get to, to watch how you're navigating this. Well, Hey, if you're listening to this podcast today and you're interested in learning more about the Holy Spirit, little promo here. Uh, Rich is going to be teaching a course during our Summer Better uh, experiences. Uh, You'll hear more about it at Chatham Church on Sunday. We'll be putting more information up on the website. But if you're interested, you should register for that course. Summerbetter.org is where we'll have information about it. And it'll be a chance for you. Rich isn't just going to talk the whole time, right? That's right. Yeah, there are going to be opportunities for you to really have some encounters with the spirit of Jesus. I hope you take him up on it. Thanks for listening and have a great day.